Hello everyone, welcome to Chirina's podcast. This is episode number 46. I am Erica, the personal developer. Hi, and I'm Sana from Oko Isabel. Yay! And today we are going to do something different. We are going to analyze uh, our favorite and not so favorite quotes. Uh, we just did it like a, a very, for me, it was a very quick research online. And I was like, okay, I like this. I like this. I liked pretty much all quotes. I like reading things and, uh, you know, feel expire, expired. Yeah. Inspired. I like reading things and feel inspired. Not expired. I, even though I feel expired right now. I'm so tired. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to do something fun and a little bit more light today. Mm-hmm. Um, do you I like that. start by sharing one of them? Um... Yeah, sure. So I'll start with the long one. Okay. And it says, watch your thoughts for they become words. Watch your words for they become actions. Watch your actions for they become habits. Watch your habits for they become character. Watch your character for it becomes your destiny. So I love this quote because if you just go back to the very beginning, it's like watch your thoughts, like your thoughts create your reality and they create your destiny. So if you, it depends on like what kind of thoughts you're having and that's the kind of life that you're going to have. And that's why I love this quote because it breaks it down to you and it tells you like, this is what your thoughts become. This is what your words become. This is what your character becomes. And so it Mm -hmm. all starts from, from your initial thoughts. And that's why it's so important to have a good um, meditation practice, maybe to like look at positive affirmations. And, mm-hmm. and I love what you said. Like, I also love positive affirmations. And even just writing them down can completely change your mindset. So it all starts with your thoughts. Yeah, it's completely true. And talking about affirmations, like when I'm going through, I usually journal uh, like in the afternoon or towards the evening, just thinking about my day and, you know, just writing uh, right now, I'm actually doing um, uh, a journal uh, of Brendan Bouchard's journal, uh, and it's it, he makes like powerful questions, and then you can answer them. That's what I'm doing at the moment. But when oh, I'm okay. having a tough time, uh, as soon as I wake up, I open this journal. It, this it's actually with me right now. Uh, this small journal. This is like okay. my morning journal when I'm having like a tough time. And I just pretty much just write down a lot of, you know, affirmations before I start my day. Uh, I have an example. This is a lot of sharing, but, you know, I love myself. I cherish myself. I take care of myself. I let go of what does not serve me. I am love. I am peace. I approve of myself. I increase my income every day. I am willing to do all of the above. You know, it's just. I like that. Yeah, and, and I've been using it um, because I realized that sometimes I have these days where, you know, I had a bad night and I want to start the day correctly. So I just do, it, it takes me less than a minute and um, I kind of feel like a robot after, but then these things start coming, you know, mm-hmm. to me. And, and so I, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Where did you get all those affirmations from? Like, what oh. was your process? My process is just like right now, when I was in therapy, my, my therapist, she asked me like, uh, do you know anything about affirmations? I was like, I'm the affirmation queen. Uh, some of the affirmations like online, some of the mm-hmm. affirmations, you know, if you read self-help books, 
if mm-hmm. you um, if you watch a lot of you know personal development uh, uh, programs or if you actually do the programs, if you are in this world, I think it's impossible for you to go um, you know walk your work walk your life without an affirmation. So mm-hmm. most of the affirmations are not even mine per se. Yeah, and then some of the affirmations are just things that I know I need to hear. Like I place myself in someone else's skin, like, and I, and I look at myself and I'm like, here's what you need to hear, child. Mm-hmm. And then I just let go. Right now it's very automatic, but I am aware that I did not create the affirmations as they are, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that I've heard from people that I admire, Uh, Some of the affirmations may be mantras, you know, coming Mm -hmm. from yoga. Um, Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah. I think it's a great way to start the morning. Yes, it is. It is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if you are going through uh, like a tough time, I could not advise you more. And Mm -hmm. I love the quote that you shared because it sums up our life, I think. Yes. It sums up everyone's life. And I think like the thing that strikes me the most on this quote and one of the most important as well is like the actions, you know, that actions become habits. It's just Mm -hmm. like when you go, uh, when you do things that you know that you are not supposed to do and then you're like, this is just today. Like Mm -hmm. today can become tomorrow and after and after and all of a sudden there's a habit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I don't know if this quote has also uh, something related to your personality, but I saw one similar quote that said, like, your habits then become parts of your personality. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you do those, those things, like, frequently, then, well, I'm sorry, but that's how you're doing. That's how your personality is being at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great way to start because... It has a little bit of everything. And I, yeah. I loved it. I, I think that's a very cool quote. Me too. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Okay, so I have... Uh, I don't know what to choose. <laughs> okay, I'm going to share this one because um, I had a conversation with my boyfriend the other day about this. So the quote uh, goes like this. Uh, Wise men talk because they have something to say fools because they have to say something so uh it is attributed to plateau i'm not an expert mm-hmm. that's what it says but sometimes on the internet you find that it's attributed to someone who's not so yeah but i think it's so old that yeah maybe um so i like this sentence because we all have made this um, mistake before mm-hmm. and this is something that i struggled throughout my life a lot mm-hmm. and since a couple of years I, I I'm kind of done with this problem uh, mm-hmm. which is like sometimes we feel the need to say something yes it's not because you have something to say it's just you want to fill the void mm-hmm. yeah and usually it's like the void that you have inside and you want to speak because you want to prove yourself you don't want to like what I'm saying right now is what I felt at the time. Like I mm-hmm. wanted people to know that I'm not an idiot. Like yeah. I felt so insecure that I was like, okay, if I don't say nothing right now, 
they will think that I'm an idiot or I have to speak more than that person. So I'm above, right? Mm -hmm. All ego, mm -hmm. ego, ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, uh, first of all, I fell in love with silence. So if I don't say nothing, I'm, I'm fine with that right now. Um, and also, as I gain more trust in myself and more confidence, at, you know, when you are at, at a, in a meeting, some people are very shy. They don't say anything, but they, yes. they still feel like they should say anything. So it's the same problem anyway. But, you know, when you are in the meeting and everybody's like talking and you're like, and there's this anxiety, you know, uh, and right now when I have this anxiety, because I'm still human, so I suffer from certain things, um, I'm like, just chill, you know, <laughs> like, oh, there's a beautiful quote that says, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to defend. Is that Lisa Nichols? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. And, and I love it as well. And in those moments, that's perfect. Like, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to defend. Like, I don't mm -hmm. owe these people nothing. If I want exactly. to participate, then I participate. If I don't want to, if I don't feel like, you know, when people are like fighting and like, there's no conclusion to anything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> and I wait till they're finished. Because if I jump in, I'm just going to add more to the fire. It's just like, exactly. it's not worth it. Um, it's a good way uh, to save uh, energy and and it's one of those lessons in life that you learn like you know to keep your energy like don't speak as much I agree um, and uh, in yoga you also have one of the principles just to to save your energy is to mm -hmm. like don't speak like you know too much because words are also energy and they bring you feelings and stuff so I love this quote and I love like um, this idea of like the wise, you know, speak when, when they have to, not yeah. because like they have to say something. Yeah, I agree with this quote completely. Like over time, I, have, I think I've had the same process as you. I've become much more silent. And even times when I want to respond internally, I'm like, what is the, what is your response going to mm. add to it? And if I know that it's just going to start an argument, then I don't say anything because I don't need to. Like yeah. you said, you don't, I don't have to defend myself to anybody. And mm -hmm. I know people who are constantly talking nonstop and yet they don't say anything, if that makes any sense. That makes total sense. I know some people. <laughs> They just talk and talk and talk anyway. And it's exhausting Breathe. sometimes just listening to them. It is. But I think you also realize that a lot of times those people that are constantly talking have no peace inside. They, can, they cannot be with themselves because if it's quiet, they have to face themselves and they just cannot do that. It is true. It is true. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it's hard. Like when people, I, I'm very sensitive to excessive talking. <laughs> like, I became very intolerant to all the, you know, nonsense. Seriously. Yeah. It's just like, maybe it's my fault and it's my problem. Like I should be more patient. But nowadays I'm just like, I don't have the energy. I don't want to. I don't mm -hmm. want to be in a, like, a, you know, endless conversation of nothing, you know, exactly. nothingness. Like yeah. I really don't care talking about, you know, random stuff. I really don't care, but it's like, if you were speaking nonstop and there's nothing that I'm taking from this conversation or if you were talking um, uh, about other people and stuff like that, I just, I really don't want to hear. 
I, I don't want. I became very intolerant with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ooh. Okay, I'm ready so, for your next one. Okay, so my next one is sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. <laughs> and I love this quote because a lot of times we don't appreciate the present that we're in. We're always looking for the next moment. Oh, when is next Wednesday going to come around because I'm watching this? Or yeah. when is Friday going to come because we're doing this podcast? Or when is Sunday going to come because I'm going to church? Mm. Uh, so we never appreciate the moment that we're currently in. And sometimes we don't know what, how valuable it is until it becomes a memory. Yeah. And yeah, so that, what do you think about that quote? I don't I think it's like a, a lesson to us all. Like when I started personal development stuff, there is a huge culture and a huge push for you to manifest, manifest. I'm so good today. To manifest uh, and for you to think about goals and for you to make yes. visions and for you to think about where do you want to be from um, in five years from now where do you want to be 20 years from now and i love all those exercises and i do them and i'm like so religious in that uh, i love having a vision but at the beginning i was very focused on the vision you know mm-hmm. and then i was like what the hell am i doing like mm-hmm. i need to live in the moment right now because I don't know if I'm going to get there. Like, I wish I get there. Um, And when I get there, like, I'm still me. So let me learn. That's when it clicked for me that I had to learn to be happy right now, Mm -hmm. you know? And I laugh because sometimes um, I I felt happier when I had nothing. Yes. Then sometimes in this life that I'm living now, Mm -hmm. you know? I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I was living in a freaking small room, sharing an apartment. I earned less than 500 euros a month. And that's really like little money to live with. Uh, And I had days where I was like, just bliss, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I sometimes I try to to go back there and, you know, appreciate what I have and and feel what what I felt. And it is so important to appreciate the moment and to celebrate the moment. Yes. Um, and talking about journaling again, uh, on my bullet uh, journal, I have a place where I put my favorite mom- uh, moments uh, mm-hmm. of the month. You know, I have a few. Oh, I like that. I have an alarm uh, set for the 28th. Uh, and that's when I, you know, think about my favorite moments and I write them down. Uh, and uh, I like to have like a gratitude list. Now I have this app that I shared with you. What was mm-hmm. the name of the app? Gratty. Okay, I will share it with you because I love this app. It's very slick. It's very be- Oh, presently. It's just mm-hmm. like so cute. And you just pretty much write down your... I'm oversharing today. I don't know what's happening with me. But like you have like um, the date and then you just write down the things that you are grateful for. And every day there is an alarm and you just like, you know, and you just mm-hmm. write down. And it helps me a lot to be in the present moment because the future, we never know. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I love the quote. Agree with it. Totally true. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now says that now is all we have because the past yes. is already gone and the future hasn't come yet. So we're only ever living in the now and that's all we have. And once you can, once you can appreciate that and understand that, you can stop having such anxiety about the future. Yes. Yeah. I love Eckhart Tolle. If you want to live in the present, just read Eckhart Tolle or listen to one of these, like, oh, the power of now. Uh -huh. uh, read it. Yes. You're going to be in the present <laughs> just like that. I promise you, like, seriously. I shared this book with so many people and like yes. it works. <laughs> I think it's a great first book to like spirituality. If like you're yes. just starting out. I think yeah. Yeah. With. I like my journey, but I didn't like to realize that I was just like looking at the present, looking forward and towards the present. And I was like, present, sorry, the future. And mm -hmm. I was like missing the present. Yes. Maybe if I read Eckhart Tolle before. Okay, dokies. Um, so I think I'm going to share the one that I don't like as much. Yes, let's do that. And then I'm going to end up with my favorite, just like, you know, because I want to end up with something positive. Okay. When I read this sentence and, oh, when I read this sentence and all the sentences related to this topic, I just roll my eyes. I'm sorry. So, um, it says. Some people are going to just, don't kill me, everybody. There's a motive, a reason behind it. Okay, so it says, family is not an important thing. It's everything. Okay. So what do you think? I want to hear your opinion before I jump in with all my hate. Well, my opinion is that I disagree with this quote. I don't think family is everything. You, you can come from a family that's not supportive, that puts you down and bullies you. And so if you believe this, then like maybe you think that like all families are like that and they're not. Mm -hmm. And so I completely disagree with this quote. I don't like it. I don't think it's true. Mm -hmm. um, if you come from a good family and you had a great childhood and you're really close to your parents and everything is fine and they're supportive of you, then maybe to you family is everything and that's okay. But I think it's important to realize that not everybody grew up that way. Oh my God, I'm so, so happy you agree with me. I was like, am I going to stay here by myself saying no. that I hate you? You know what? Like, there's nothing wrong about this family. Family, if family is everything for you, I find that's cool. But um, for a long time, I have struggled with having family members that were toxic, not treating me right, abusing me and everything. And since childhood, you hear family is everything. It's just us. It is just us. And it's something that I heard in my family. It's just like, Okay, forget about your friends, you know, we're family, we're family. And I'm like, okay, so this family has to punch you in the face and punching you in the face. Is that okay? Like, yeah. uh, so just because it's family, should we accept it? Um, and I think that right now things are changing. But in our society, there's this thing that like family is everything and family is everything. And then as a consequence, uh, we accept behavior from family that we don't accept from, from anyone else. Exactly, just yeah. Just because they're family, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people in therapy because of people that should be in therapy, you know, mm -hmm. from our family and dealing with like crazy trauma. 
Um, and I know that some people are going to say, okay, so for you, uh, it's not applicable, but like for a lot of people, but it's the other way around. A lot of people have crazy freaking families Mm -hmm. and I am a primary school school teacher and I am so careful, but careful with that. Because in school, we're like, oh, let's do a little bit of draw of your family. Let's draw your family. And then family is so cool. And we love our families. And like, we are brainwashing. And mm-hmm. I remember myself like being an abused child, like, oh, a family. Like, and I'm, and I'm like, is it? Like, yeah, you know, and it's so freaking confusing and a little bit sick. Like, let's just get used to having different families and having families that are not everything, mm-hmm. right? It's just like friends. Friends are not everything, mm-hmm. you know? Some friends are cool. Some friends are not cool. Uh, and some families are freaking toxic and abusive. And most of cases of abuse are within families. Exactly, So yeah. let's stop saying that so often. Let's mm-hmm. stop brainwashing the kids and tell them that they should accept everything. Let's just leave a door for kids to come to their teachers and talk about what's happening in their homes if they're mm-hmm. having problems. Because if we are with this mentality that family is everything and family is there for you until you die, like physically, uh, it is cool that someone is there physically, but if this person is like abusive, if it's hitting you, if, if it's mental, sexual abuse, psychological abuse, it really doesn't matter if it is, you know, uh, and this, uh, when I see these sentences, like it stresses me out. I'm like, yeah. no, this is not true. Stop saying that, you know, and stop assuming that all families are, are, are good because exactly. they're not. And if you look at your life, you will see that all families are effed up and uh, some families, some people have, you know, the advantage of having like a family that is everything Mm -hmm. and, you know, and there is no abuse, there is no nothing. And I am like genuinely happy for them. When I look at happy kids, I'm like, I look at that, I'm so fascinated. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, I'm happy for them. But unfortunately, a lot of us didn't have that. And, um, and it's just like sad, you know, you, you just feel like you don't, you don't fit. It's just like, and, and another important thing is that make you, it makes you wrong. Exactly. You yeah, know, it it's like, like why, do you, right. why don't you speak to your father? Like, I may have a good reason because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I may have a good reason. Family is everything, remember? So if I'm not talking to my father, maybe there's a reason. And right. people are so uh, aggressive when it comes to it. They're like, what? Mm, you know, sometimes you have to take yeah. measures. I'm sorry. I just, no, I agree with everything that you said. I did said. like a ranting right now. <laughs> it's, it's putting too much pressure on people that don't have that. And then sometimes they feel there's something wrong with them. It's like, well, what's wrong with me if I don't have a family that is everything to me? And yes. so then you start questioning yourself, which you shouldn't because of your circumstances. Like, 
sometimes, like you said, you're just not given the right family. And unfortunately, like they treat you badly and mm-hmm. you have to live with that. And so to believe that like that's everything makes you feel even worse. Yes. I completely disagree with this quote. Yeah. I think uh, my everything is to have an endlessly internal love for myself and an internal peace. I think that is what is everything to me. Oh, that was so beautiful. It is true. It is too, like, true. Like, everything is, like, for me, is to feel peaceful. <laughs> That's everything for me. And I do everything I can to feel uh, peaceful. And that's yeah. it. Like, we come... At the same time that we are all connected, we also come alone mm-hmm. to have this journey, right? Mm-hmm. So to have the, this space and then everything around us may be good or bad, like cannot be everything. Your partner cannot be everything. Your friends cannot be your everything and your family cannot be your everything. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to share the one that I don't like. And okay. it says the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. So I don't like this because um, it talks about how like you shouldn't think about the old, like you should only focus on the new and that's how you're going to change. Okay, but sometimes you need to have time to breathe, to process what happened and to analyze like what what, what happened in the past before you can Mm -hmm. move on to the new, like not everybody is ready to move on to the new. Mm-hmm. And so maybe change is going to take a little bit longer for you, for you, it to happen to you, but that's okay. But I think it's so important to also focus on like what happened and have time to process it and to deal with it. Because if you don't, if you don't process it and you just move on, maybe you didn't heal it completely. And it's just sitting in the back of the closet. That's just waiting to come out that the next time you have a fight or an argument. And it's just, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I just wonder what, what he meant with not on fighting the old, like, what does he mean? I guess he means on what I gather is like, don't like, you can't change the old. So what's the point of like constantly fighting it and trying to change the old, like you're not going to get a change out of it. It already happened. It's in the past. Mm -hmm. The only way you're going to, you're going to change now is if you can focus on like the new things that are happening. But if you're sitting there trying like, you know, like for example, like we're both third culture kids and if we are constantly fighting that and saying like, no, we're not, we, we fit in We're we're Portuguese and we're American uh, and we're trying to focus on like maybe that's what he's trying to say is like stop fighting the old because you can't change it mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to get anything out of it but at the same time I feel like you need to address it you need time to heal with it you need time to process it because if you don't like you're just like putting it away in a closet and it's still there like it doesn't go away like it's still part of you mm-hmm. okay I, I agree I agree to I agree to a certain extent like, it depends on where you are on your journey. Mm-hmm. Because some people, they're like dwelling in the past. Dwelling yeah. in the past and swimming on this river of misery and victimism, right? We all, we all have been there. So yeah. I do understand. I think I understand where this person is. This person, Socrates, uh, my friend, Socrates. Uh, is coming from Uh, and I think that that's it because sometimes we are so focused as we said we don't want to be 
in the future. We don't want to be all time in the past. We want mm-hmm. to be present. So if you want to change, you have to do the change now. But mm-hmm. I do understand that this, since I know people, I know you people, I'm very good at people. I know that some people are going to read this and avoid their past. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, hmm? so I just have to look into now. Yes, now is good. <laughs> so <laughs> I do understand where you're coming from as well. Yeah. So I, on that part, so I do agree with you. Like you have to make peace with your past. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go back a little bit. You have to suffer it. You have to make peace, embrace it because before mm-hmm. you, you can move forward. So I, I agree. Do agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. And I kind of agree with Socrates. But Socrates should have said, but if you are not joking. <laughs> <laughs> little asterisk. Yeah, let's ask him. I'm going to write him a letter. <laughs> ah. Oh, boy. So is it my time to share my favorite? Yes, it's yours. Okay. So this is from Miss Maya Angelou. And it says, if you don't like something, change it. If you can change it, uh, change your attitude. And I think that this is life. (laughs) This is life. Mm -hmm. If you don't like something, stop complaining. Do something about it. Act on it. You know, it will take you 10 years. Do something about it. You will feel better immediately. Like, Mm -hmm. no question about it. If you cannot change it, okay, I have to do this work right now. I have to be at this job for a year or so. So change your attitude towards it so you are not miserable. I agree. I think this sums up life. That's how we should deal with life, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't like, change. Can change? Just change your attitude. Back to the first quote I read that talked about your thoughts become your habits and your habits mm-hmm. become your, your character. And so it's about like change your thoughts to change your attitude. Yeah, totally. I think it sums up everything. And to be honest, this is Maya Angelou's quote, but I read something similar on the power of now. Uh, and there are a lot of people that, um, you know, have quotes like similar to this one. I just love the way she put it up. And, and it's so cool. And it's just like, well, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a kick in the butt, you know, because mm-hmm. all the quotes are usually like, ah, 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 mm-hmm. you can achieve. And this is like, you know what? Just do something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're going to do something, well, then, you know, just change your attitude because you cannot do something. Like, that's it. Yeah. Fact. I agree. Love it. I agree. So the next one I have is funny. It says, be a fruit loop in a world full of Cheerios. So let me explain this. This is a cereal that we eat here in America. And Cheerios are very plain. They're tan, beige color. And a fruit loop is different colors. So it's like pink and orange and yellow and green. So mm-hmm. this quote is saying is like in the world full of normal people, whatever normal means, mm-hmm. be yourself, be an individual, be unique, because that's all you can be. That's why I like this quote. I love it. I love it. That's it. We're done today. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, That was beautiful. That's it. Be yourself. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, everyone. So, um, oh, what are you drinking? Ah, uh, a chamomile tea. Oh, and I'm drinking rose tea. Um, Oh, very nice. 
I don't know if if our audience can listen to another quote or if it is too much. You tell me in the comments. Let things come to you. I, I love that. that. I yeah. love this. It's just let like, it come to you. You know, let it come. Ask for it and let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will come. Mm-hmm. I once heard an explanation that was so beautiful. Like when you plant a seed, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you water it, yeah? Yes. And then you just go back and keep watering it. You don't mm-hmm. stay like this looking at the seed. <laughs> Where's the plant? Yeah, just waiting for the plant. So when you ask for something in life, it's just the same. You plant mm-hmm. the seed and then you wait for it, for it to come to you. And you water it, you do one thing or the other. Isn't mm-hmm. that beautiful? Yeah. I think so. I yeah. like that. Very true. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always love to hear from you. So let us know if any of the quotes like, you know, had resonated with you, if you liked them, didn't like them, and let us know what your favorite quote is and why. Yeah. Thank you, uh, everybody. Thank you very much for watching and from listening, uh, for listening on Spotify. Um, and that's it. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.